0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Sports Radio, FM. Oh, uh, here we are. Football Friday ahead of a big matchup. Tomorrow night, Giants and the Eagles. And this is what it's all about. It does not get any better. Same old song this week. I mean, look, the baseball stuff, there's stuff to get into. I don't think today or this week is the right time for it. Regardless, maybe we'll throw it out, you know, throughout the course of the show. But this has got to be a Giants-heavy show. Even with the stuff that's going on with the Jets, everything takes a backseat to the Giants and their game against Philadelphia. And as the days go on here... Everybody's getting more excited about the possibility of that matchup, and obviously we know what's going to take place, and we know the Giants are going to be ready, and they're loose, and I think that that's a dangerous thing, as you've seen them have some fun, whether it's Daniel Jones breaking down you know, the huddle or whatever, doing the gritty, and the Giants dancing around, and Dable looks fired up. Now, at some point, you know, if you're going over the tail of the tape, at some point... You, you probably have to give the edge to Philadelphia when you talk about just sheer talent, but I really do feel deep down like everything else favors the Giants. I mean, think about the angle of the pressure where how rare is it that you have a New York team with essentially zero pressure on them. It's rare that you see a team, especially from this town, get to this level of the postseason And have no pressure on them. I mean, the Giants had no expectations coming into the year. They get to the postseason out of nowhere. They win a playoff game. I know they don't want to hear the term house money, and I don't even like using the term house money. Look, you get there. It's going to be disappointing if you lose, of course. But think of it in comparison to where if the Giants lose this game, yeah, fans will be disappointed. But everybody will be calling here the next day, and maybe they'll be, you know, depending on how the actual game goes, maybe there'll be some frustration. Oh, they could have did this. They could have done that. They should have done that. But ultimately, it's going to be what a great freaking season! Unbelievable. Let's start next season already. Is it September? I'm ready to kick off. Dable, Jones, more weapons potentially, you know, more cap space to figure out how they're going to build a better team that can actually go in the Super Bowl. But this is there's there's no way you can knock this Giants team. They've been playing, you know, bonus rounds here for a while after clinching the playoff spot and really even before that. But now, if you look at the other side of things, Philadelphia has to win this game. I mean, there's no way around it. The Eagles have all the pressure in the world on them. Not just because they are the number 1 seed in the NFC, But they're also at home. Think of their fan base and how we'd be looking at it from our perspective, fan base here, if it were the other way around. I mean, we'd be talking all week how this is a game you can't lose. You can't lose to these guys. You can't lose to the Eagles here. Seven point favorite coming into our house. No way. It can't happen. And now you have it where the Eagles are going to be the ones that have all the pressure on them, they cannot lose. Sports talk radio in Philadelphia, if they lose this game, oh my goodness, forget it. For weeks, if not months. Obviously, we know they love their Eagles, first and foremost, but it really doesn't have anything to do with that. Just the fact that this is a game they have to win. So, while the term house money may be annoying or you don't want to hear it, it really is the case here where you look at the expectations of the Eagles where... With a loss tomorrow night, their season will be a disaster. It will have gone up in flames. Disaster if Philadelphia loses to the Giants. And if the Giants lose, it's, oh, you know what? Great season. Let's look ahead to next year. Sucks, but we'll get them next year. You could not have two more opposite Ends of the spectrum in this case. And it does have to do with the fact the way that we thought coming into the season with the Giants would be. Now, how much of a factor does that play the expectations on Philly? I don't know, but I do think it matters. You know, let's say they get off to a slow start. The Giants go in there and punch him in the mouth. Uh oh, now they're feeling the pressure even more from that rabid fan base. I think that could play in the Giants' favor. The closer we get to this game, and, you know, obviously we're now a day away. The more things, to me, stack up in favor of the Giants, outside of just saying, well, the Eagles were the best team all year long. They have more talent. They could be more explosive. Obviously, their defense, too, could get to the quarterback, whatever, all that stuff. And they should win the game. But we've seen it a lot of times. It doesn't play out like that. Sometimes it's not just about the better talent on paper. You got to go out there and play the game. And I just love the feel. Everything is coming together for this Giants team. And that doesn't mean they're going to continue to go, you know, just roll right on through the Super Bowl. We'll find out. You know, obviously you make a prediction and, and whatever. Everybody has some fun with that. But going into it, set up the way that it is, with Hertz being banged up, Johnson on the O-line being banged up for Philadelphia. The Eagles having all the pressure in the world on them as the one seed at home in front of that rabid fan base looking to take care of a division opponent that is, or at least has been to date, less than they are. And yet the Giants come in healthier than they've been all year long. Defensively in particular, Daniel Jones playing the best football of his life the last two games that he's played. Barkley looking as good as ever, refreshed, ready to go. And he better be because they're going to need him. 20-plus carries or bust. I trust Dable and that staff to you know, figure out the right game plan. If we're coming up with, hey, you know what? you got to run Saquon Barkley. You don't think that they know that? So obviously the Giants are going to make more of an effort to run Barkley. And obviously depending on what the defense gives as well from Philadelphia. But you have now confidence going in that Daniel Jones can beat the Eagles on the ground or through the air. You have confidence in Hodgins as a weapon. You have confidence in playmakers on the defense. And like I said, just the feel off of the win in the wild card game, the feel as far as this team being healthy, the confidence now, the momentum, remember how we talked about, and I didn't like that the Giants did it. I understood it, but I didn't love that the Giants did it, resting their starters that final Week 18 game against Philadelphia. And I didn't like it because of this exact uh, exact situation. What happens if you face the Eagles again? Would, well, let's say the Giants played their starters and beat Philadelphia that week. Then what would we be saying about this? That they know they could do it. For now, we take the two regular season matchups and throw them out the window. It doesn't matter. Obviously, the Giants prioritize rest and health, and it's worked for them. But they've also been, they've picked back up the momentum now. Philadelphia is the one that may be a little rusty coming off the bye. All those little things start to add up and play to the Giants' favor. They're loose, they're having fun. The team has great chemistry. It's a smart, well-coached football team. Really, if you look at the Giants, the only thing that you would want would be more talent. I mean, sure, you know, you, you want Evan Neal to be you know better in the in the passing game, pass protection, and of course, you could always use you know, better cornerbacks or safeties. You, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, there are spots where the Giants could upgrade there, but. Outside of adding better talent, wide receiver, you know, outside of adding a little bit better talent, everything that the Giants do, everything that the Giants are, is exactly what you would want in a football team. That makes them dangerous. Now, you know, maybe we'll know early on how this game is going to play out, if Philadelphia struggles, how Hurts looks. If the Giants punch the Eagles in the mouth, if the Giants gets punched in the mouth, you, know, were, you could predict and think and, and measure everything, and then all of a sudden, you know, a kickoff, the opening kickoff gets taken to the house, and then what? You don't know how the game is going to play out, and things changed instantly. In that Minnesota game, as I said, Minnesota goes up 7 nothing. Giants had to respond, and they did right away. Once they responded with that touchdown drive immediately, I knew they were going to win that football game. So we'll see, but... Going in, I think this is everything you could ask for from a football team right now in the moment. Not overall, not coming into the year, not going into next year, just right now in this moment. Healthy, having fun, confident, now experienced, have momentum. They're rolling, no pressure whatsoever. Well coached, smart football team, quarterback playing at his best, dual threat. Barkley, a legit weapon. Hodgins emerging. There is a lot to love with this Giants team. And win or lose, we're going to love the next 24 hours or so, getting excited, anticipating what could be a historic night for Giants fans. I always say the two best, and maybe this is because as a fan, I haven't experienced the team that I root for winning a Super Bowl, but... Even factoring that in and what that would be like. I always say the two best wins for an NFL team, the win to get you to the championship game and then the win in the championship game knowing you're going to the Super Bowl. Playing for the right to play for the right to go to the Super Bowl, that to me is even better than the actual Super Bowl itself, which at times feels like an exhibition. I understand what it means winning a Super Bowl. That's what, you know, it's everything, and that's what everybody values. But the road there, these are the sweetest wins. Get to the game to get to the game. And the Giants have a chance to do that. And my goodness, would this town be flipped upside down if that were to to be the case? Imagine it. That's the fun of it. We don't have to be logical or realistic or negative. Right now, enjoy the moment. Imagine the Giants going in there and beating the Eagles tomorrow night and sending those Philadelphia Eagles fans home miserable. Oh, would I love to see it. 877-337-6666. Just getting started. We got a lot planned for you here with the... Uh, hottest picks in the game coming up at 3. I wasn't sure what time we'd be getting on tonight. It was supposed to be 1 o'clock, but obviously after the Nets and Nets game went long, so uh, who knew? We kind of, hey, game ends, here you go, you're on. Um, Taylor Mathis, 3 o'clock, perfect parlay, 340. Your calls, obviously, throughout the morning here on this Football Friday. Look, there are Football Fridays, and then there are these. And this is a special one. I haven't had one since I've been on the air as a regular because the Giants haven't, Giants or Jets haven't been in the postseason, obviously, we know, in quite some time. And not only are the Giants in the postseason, they're deep in the postseason. And a chance to make it now a special run with a win on Saturday night.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
0: It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit
1: Superbook.com. Salacotta back on the van, 877-337-6666. Let's go, New York Giants Divisional Round Football tomorrow night. I can't wait to get home. I actually have, it's a busy week uh, or weekend, I should say. It's always been a busy week. but So I'll get off the air 5 a.m. today, get home at 6, go to sleep, wake up and do it again. i got to go in SMY and do baseball night in New York. Then I finally go home, hopefully home by 8, 8.30 Then the weekend begins, but it's all about the Giants. And I'm actually going to work at SMY after the Giant game, but I'm going to do it from home. So I'll be able to watch the Giant game at home, peace and quiet, downstairs, you know, unless my wife wants to join me, but I doubt that. She'd rather watch her shows upstairs. But once I get through today's show, then I start focusing on, all right, let me see how I'm going to plan the weekend and what kind of food and all that stuff. But with the Giants being in it and me being on after the game, you know, working after the game. Then I got the football Sunday show with Moose, and we're going to be reacting to whatever happens in the Giant game at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. So I'm also looking forward to that. But, I mean, these are the weekends that you live for. This is it. These are the special ones. Man, it's when you're in it, it's sometimes you lose the actual appreciation for it because it's happening right now in the moment. You're not thinking of... The years of ineptitude or futility. I'll tell you who is who is hurting is the Jet fan. You know, Jet fans on the outside looking in or listening, and it's all about the Giants, and the Giants are getting excited. Fans of teams who aren't in the postseason or aren't in this spot, those are the fans that are hurting and thinking about it. Man, I wish I had that. But the ones who are here, yeah, you're enjoying it, but you forget what it's like to not be there. And and the Giants fans were not there for so long. I mean, think about it. The last time they won a playoff game prior to last week was in the Super Bowl in 2011. Or 2012, but the 2011 season. This is what it's all about. And there's not many more levels that the Giants could go this year. Two more weeks, that's it. Steve is calling from Westchester. What's up, Steve? What's going on, my man? How are you, Steve? I can't
4: complain, especially my Giants are in it, so I, I can't complain.
1: I hear you. I mean, yeah. this is this is what it's about. You better be enjoying tomorrow night.
4: I am, but I'm also I'm super super pessimistic. I uh, I see this thing going like twenty to 3, 17 to three into halftime. Wow. So, I, I mean, I, after that kind of performance from Daniel Jones, and I appreciate it, and and I'm super hyped, but I just almost like did he give too much is there anything left in the tank i mean
1: (laughs) i mean i get you're nervous is it more because you just don't want to lose to philly or it doesn't matter who you're playing you just don't feel like the giants can keep up with a team that's loaded like that
4: you know what its is it i'd rather them going in as the super duper underdog like can't win no possible way right just happy to be there but they're there and and there's a chance there's a there's more than a chance and it just scares me. Well, I mean, they are you know? they
1: are still a significant underdog. Seven points is a pretty big underdog, and I think it's the biggest on the board this weekend, right? Uh,
4: no, I, I agree with you, but so I'm a Oh, bartender. no, I'm sorry, and it I, is not.
1: Yeah, Kansas City is a nine-point favorite. That line must have moved up here. Giants are, right yeah. now, according to Superbook, Giants are seven and a seven-and-a-half-point underdog.
4: You know what it is? I guess when you're a Giants fan, you feel that energy, and you just feel like you're less of a dog than they are, and you're just like, oh, my God, they're here, we're here, We we, we came this far, we weren't supposed to be here. And I'm just terrified well, me, of getting let down.
1: Let me ask you a C No, I get it. You wanna you don't wanna open yourself up? Because you know what happens when you open yourself up and make yourself vulnerable. You get hurt. Um did right, you right. what'd you think was gonna happen last week?
4: Oh my goodness. La- last week was a gem. That uh, No, but I, what
1: did you think going I, in? How'd you feel going oh, in?
4: I me personally, I saw a blowout for sure. I said they're they're done. I I, I didn't what what happened last week was that was a that was a gift from the gods, and I'm just I'm I'm soaking it up, and that's my problem. I feel like they shouldn't have been in that game. They got there, and now hearing all this chitter chatter, I'm saying, oh my god, we could do this. We're we're right there, and <laughs> I'm just so terrified of being disappointed. And you're right; I should just live in the moment and say, you know what, we're here. Let's go.
1: Right, because you know what? If you if you go in with a negative attitude, and thank you for the call, Stephen. Good luck to your Giants. If you go in, and believe me, I've been there before, obviously. Like, it's happened to every fan. But if you go in with a negative attitude and they lose, what good is, ah, see, I knew they were going to lose. You're going to be into it anyway. You're going to be rooting for them anyway. Get your hopes up. Dream big. Be excited. Be positive. Be unrealistic, even if you feel like they might lose. Now, Steve, you're a guy who was thinking the Giants were going to lose last weekend, too. And then went out there and won the game. I do understand, though, that aspect of not wanting to get your hopes up, not wanting to get too excited because you're afraid you're going to be let down. You're afraid you're going to be hurt. Right? I mean, that happens all the time in life, not just in sports, but in relationships. People are afraid to open up. They put up walls you know, all that stuff. Sports fans put up walls, too. I don't want to get sucked in. Hey, that happened with me with the Mets this last year. I don't want to get sucked in because I know when I do, there's going to be pain at the end of that rainbow. Without fail. I mean, for me personally, it's been without fail my entire life. There has not been a season. I mean, look, in 1994, I was 14 years old. I didn't. I always say the, the reason why I didn't appreciate the Rangers-Stanley Cup win was because I didn't endure enough pain. At that particular point. I probably started watching the Rangers late 80s, early 90s. You know, they win in 1994. I didn't taste enough defeat at that point. And in 86, I was seven years old when the Mets won the World Series. I was just a kid. Every other season. Think about that as a sports fan. I know the Giants and Yankees have had more success than others. But even those franchises, Yankees and Giants, the majority... Of sports fans' seasons, if you add up all the teams, three sports, four sports, whatever it is you, you root for and watch, think of adding up all the years you've invested times four, right, if you're into the, the four major sports, and how many of them ultimately ended without the ultimate goal. And that's why I always say no matter what happens this particular year for the Giants, this is a great season. The Giants don't have to win the Super Bowl for this to be a great season. Now, if they did that, I mean, forget it. You're talking about one of the great seasons of all time. But already, no matter what, it's a great season for them. Dave is calling from Westchester. What's up, Dave?
5: Yeah, hi, Sal. Um, great show, as always. Um... I have been a Giants fan ever since a quarterback from Mississippi was uh, running the team. And I'm not talking about Eli. I'm talking about Charlie Connelly in the
1: uh, 1950s. Yeah. Well, so, I'm, I'm not, I can't lie to you. I'm not familiar with him.
5: Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I, I go back 65 years, uh, more than 65 years mm-hmm. as a Giants fan. So I'm you know I'm remembering the championships, the greatest game ever played in 58. Mm-hmm. But this year I really do think is special because – even with the runs with Eli in seven and eleven, you know, I always had a lot of faith in Eli. I thought he was the Hall of Fame quarterback. And so it was surprised me, but with him at the helm, you know, I I thought it was possible. But well, especially
1: is- after the first one. I mean I didn't think it was I didn't think it was likely or gonna happen the second time, but after he did it the first time, then at least going into the first time I was like nobody nobody saw that coming. Uh, but after the first one, then you could understand it a little bit better. But still, I always refer to those as two of the more incredible runs in the history of the sport.
5: Yeah, I, I think that's right. And and depending on what happens uh, you know, here, this could be right up there with it. I mean, I'm in a kind of state of perpetual shock that the Giants are even playing in this game. And that makes it really, really sweet. I had zero negative anticipation going into the season that the team would even be there. So, for me, I'm really enjoying this moment.
1: You should be. And I said it yesterday, and I'll say it again today, Dave. If the Giants win this game, forget the Super Bowl, forget the NFC Championship, if the Giants win this game tomorrow night and move on to the NFC Championship game, to me... That would be more shocking than what I saw in 2007 and 2011, which were two of the more shocking runs I've ever seen in the history of the sport. This, a win tomorrow night to get to the championship game this year, would be even more shocking than those two Super Bowl runs.
5: When you consider what Daniel Jones was, I agree with you. you consider what the the perception of Daniel Jones just three games ago before the Colts game, and, you know, I, I mean, I, I wasn't even sure he, he could be a franchise quarterback before that. I was on the fence. When the year started, I didn't think he had a chance at all.
1: But can you but- believe it, Dave? We are sitting here talking to each other on the radio at 147 in the morning on a football Friday, going into a divisional round where the Giants are playing. I do not I can't believe it. Either can I. So, I mean, you have to keep moving my jaw
5: because otherwise it would just stay open. But, uh, you know, I do think that, you know, I mean, I think Giants have a puncher's chance, but I, I'm not sure. That, uh, I think they're probably not going to win, but I think they have a puncher's chance. But a couple of things, I mean, I, I think Evan Neal is a really weak link that, the, you know, when, when Jones gets hit and the Eagles have a strong line, I think they're going to be trying to pour through, you know, right tackle and, and he's got to really play his best game of the season. Um, yeah I mean 20- he's been
1: he's been a little bit of a weak spot for him now there are ways to combat that and I know the Giants offensive staff will figure it out look I want to see Saquon Barkley run the ball 25 times I mean to me it's got to be an old school game like that I know they ran it effectively with Daniel Jones in the first half of the Minnesota game and they were unstoppable a healthy balance of Jones Jones on broken down pass plays running the football but a heavy dose of Saquon Barkley for me is something that I want to see in the Giants control the clock I think if they could establish Barkley they're going to win this football game well
5: that was another issue I had because the Giants line is, is average at best other than Thomas at left end and you know I'm not they have to be able to move the move the Eagles because you know Saquon can have a tendency of of getting a few big runs but you know like 75% of his runs are like three yards in a cloud of dust. And if that happens, they're not going to win. They have to open up some lanes for him. Right. And I'm not sure they can do that.
1: Well, and the way the Giants have been, and thank you for the call, Dave, and good luck to your Giants tomorrow night. The way the Giants have had success this year has been ball control offense. First of all, they don't beat themselves. And that is what a team that is, You know, I hate even saying limited talent-wise, But, I mean, they are, right? They were not built to be a playoff team this year. So the fact that they are here is a shock and a testament to the coaching staff. Obviously, the players get great credit as well. But they are not as talented as the other remaining teams. There's just no way to sugarcoat it. They're not. But the way that they win these games is they play smart football. They don't beat themselves, which is half the battle because even the most talented teams, you saw Buffalo turning the ball over at a ridiculous rate. Like, even teams with great talent, they make mistakes. They they at times nearly beat themselves. Now they have enough talent to maybe overcome not losing those games. Giants do not. That's the difference right now. So the Giants have to play clean football. They can't beat themselves. They have no chance to win if they don't play clean football. But don't beat themselves. Control the clock. Drive the football, shorten the game, that's how the Giants have success, and they've done it all year, and they're going to need to continue doing it, the thing that surprised me with the wild card win was the amount of points that they scored, and that the offense couldn't be stopped. If they play the way that they did, and I know it's Minnesota it's a different defense, but if they play the way they did against the Vikings offensively, they are going to be tough to beat. Because I'm not sure there was a defense that was going to stop Daniel Jones. He chewed them up in that first half. Gene is calling from Secaucus, New Jersey. What's up, Gene?
6: Hey, take Thanks for taking my call.
1: Thanks for making it. What's up?
6: Uh, talk about uh, the draft a little bit this week. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a few things that that stick out to me when two when, when two division teams. I mean, I'm 59. I've been watching football since early 70s. And when two division teams meet, you basically got to throw the regular season record out the window. To me, it means nothing. Very difficult to beat a team three times, and I can't. I bet you can't come up. I, I can't think of a, the last time a team in the NFL beat another team three
1: times. I'm sure it's happened plenty. I don't have any off the top of my head. It it, it hasn't
6: happened much. I have
1: not looked it up. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's happened. There's, there's had to, the
6: Giants got some good things. The Giants got some good things. Uh, I'm not a Giants fan, but I love this guy, Daniel Jones. I was with them all the way. Um, What I like about this kid is that he's tough. He's smart. His demeanor. Um, He's, he's, when when the when the guy's not open, the receiver's not open. He simply he must have threw the ball away five times on last week. You see that
1: with the, nobody's open. Yes, and the, I love those plays. I always say and sometimes those, those are ball? those to me sometimes are the smartest or, or my favorite plays from a quarterback because it shows. They're smart. I remember doing, you know, when I was doing Columbia games with Jerry, I would say, I love that play right there because he threw it away. That's the right play. It's smart in that spot. And you're seeing Daniel Jones not try to do too much, not force it, as he has been smart. He's gotten better. He's gotten smarter.
6: Yeah, you know, I I just love this kid. I don't understand Giant fans in the beginning. I think this is his fourth year, but there's just something about him. He's... uh, I, I think he's going to be a great, great quarterback. He's, his demeanor, the expression on his face—I think, I think the Giants are peaking at the right time. Um, and,
1: our, and I'm just trying uh, to read. I did a quick Google search here. This is an article from January of 2021, so this is now two years old. But it talks about—it talks about beating a team uh, time, three times. Let me just see something here. Since the 1970 NFL merger, there have been 21 great. instances where a team swept a team in the regular season and then had a third battle in the playoffs. The sweeping team has gone 14-7. and seven. So this is, to, remember, I'm surprised. T- <laughs> this is not factoring in last year, obviously, because this article was written in 2021. Yeah. Uh, probably doesn't factor in the 2021 playoffs either. So you probably have two years right. that it's not factoring in. That I can't think off the top of my head if there were rematches or that whatever.
6: fine, huh? So it happened seven 14 times. Fourteen and seven. Now. So the
1: sweeping team has gone wow. fourteen and seven in those games. No, so fourteen I'm times.
6: Yeah, I really am. I'm surprised it's happened
1: seven times. I really. Niners am. just <laughs> did it this year where they swept the Seahawks. So that's another one. Yeah. So it's been done yeah. at least fifteen times. I mean, we could. But the point is, you're saying like it's never. It's, it can't be done. Well, fifteen times at least. It's been done since the 1970 merger, and like I said, that would we'd have to we'd have to factor in the 2021 playoffs, 2022 playoffs, right. and then whatever's happened to date this year.
6: Now, which- what do you think about that? What do you think about that other theory I have that when two division teams meet, you basically got to throw everything out the window because these two teams know each other, right? Hold on, let me I one mean- more
1: one more note from this article here. The it is worth noting that in four of these 21 uh, games, the sweeping team was on the road. In the postseason, which is in, which is interesting too, I guess that really doesn't matter. You don't care about the home and road, It's just the fact that they play each other three times. Um, Seventeen instances of the postseason, home team swept their playoff opponents during the regular season. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's basically it. The sweeping team in the regular season has gone fourteen and seven in those twenty-one matchups. That is again as of January twenty twenty-one. Add the Niners in there for fifteen this year. Either way. Very difficult is to saying, do. You know, right? is saying fifteen and nine now with his quick math looking over the last couple years. So fifteen and nine for the team that is that's swept. Well, I mean take what, what you know with those numbers. You, you feel any better about it from a Giants perspective after those numbers?
6: I'm not a Giants fan. I root for them. I like I like the coach. I met the coach by accident one day this year at a doctor's office. And uh, I just, I just like uh, Daniel Jones. I just come out of there because he he's been criticized so much, and when he first started his career, and I'm just happy for the kids. How could you not uh, be?
1: You're, you're right, Gene, yeah. and, and good luck to your Giants. Thanks for the call. You put any stock in those numbers, leagues or no? I personally, I mean. A good team is a good team. Like if they're gonna, you know, face in the postseason and they're the better team, then then you can understand a sweep. But fifteen and nine, you said, and twelve and five since what? 90? Since nineteen ninety four. I think what it means is if if a team has your number,
7: they have your number. Like I would. It's weird because that's always this thing we've heard. It's hard to beat a team three times. And the most famous example we could think about is two thousand seven, when the Cowboys swept the Giants in the regular season. Of course, the cow uh, the Giants beat right. the Cowboys. In the divisional round, but the math it clearly tells us fifteen to nine is it's not a small sample size. Twenty four NFL postseason games, fifteen I mean, a times. Pretty well, good the majority of times, yeah. And again, what is, I said, twelve and five since nineteen ninety four, which is even a bigger so disparity. What's more of the modern era, most of the time you're going to see the team that sw- they, they swept through in the regular season for a reason. It means that that
1: 0-7 Giants teams is one of the very very few anomalies. Here's the. Caveat, though, and this is why it's not always about stats. Can we really count the Week 18 game? I mean, the Giants didn't play their. That's probably why this matchup would you would
7: maybe change. And it's not like Niners Seahawks where they played them two times in the regular season before Week 18. Yeah, the Seahawks were dealing with some injuries, whatever. But the Niners, you know, different quarterbacks, still closer. You're right. This is this is the second true Giants and Eagles matchup this season. But when we always say. Oh, it gives the team that got swept an advantage because they've seen a lot of what the other team does and they know how to coach and around it. We never really pay attention to the fact that there's a flip side to that argument. The team that won the two regular season games also knows what the other team is gonna try to do and maybe they know right. how to stop it.
1: Yeah, that's why I really don't put any stock in what has happened. Especially after as you said, after the two thousand seven. I, I don't it's different. Different teams, you look at the numbers and you say, Oh, well, yeah, twelve and five since nineteen ninety four, whatever. But you don't know which teams were injured at the time, which players were you know players were banged up. It's a different, it's just a totally different situation. I would not put any stock in it. And one thing that I do want to just acknowledge that he was saying or last call or about Daniel Jones, easy to root for. Uh, I don't think there's any question about it that he's easy to root for. The the fa- and, and forget that he's been and Saquon Barkley as well. And Saquon's come from a lot as well, coming back from the injury, uh, a f- great face of the franchise. Both those guys have been criticized. And I think fairly so. And I've been somebody who's criticized them both. But I think that they deserved it. However, nobody's ever questioned their character. And the fact that Daniel Jones in particular has always had the... Look, Barkley, we we knew. There was never any question about... It's different because with Barkley was never about if he's good enough or not. It was about he's going to be able to stay healthy. And even beyond that, it was about you don't take a running back number two overall. That was really my issue with Barkley. Never necessarily about him. With Daniel Jones, we weren't sure, but Daniel Jones always had the right mentality and the leader, the intangibles, the toughness, all of those things. And it is nice to see him putting it together and easy to root for um, the high-character guys like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barker. Okay,
0: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...